Hello. Welcome, my shining mothers. It's Tiffany Lynn. Here to talk, share, and adventure into a journey of discovery that's been provided by, that's right, my motherhood. Here, it's all about going down the journey to victory, facing challenges, wins, and losses. Make sure to follow this podcast and share it with everyone because they don't want to miss this adventure of motherhood. Hey, mamas. Vacay was a success. Like, I've never done a Christmas vacation, but have always wanted to. Maybe because I grew up watching Home Alone. And y'all remember, you know, the family always went on the vacation. And then for some reason, Kevin was getting left at the house. I don't know how they missed the baby and left him at the house. But everybody made it uh, to our destination. And I made sure to do an official head count to make sure that nobody was missing. And then y'all know I have my little OCD thing, right? So I do have to count the documents a couple of times just to make sure I have them. Literally, I'll put it in my bag, my travel bag, close it, zip it, and then reopen the bag, check for all the names again, and repeat this process yeah, at least three times. I I know it's a lot. Like, are they going to walk out the bag? Is this a magic trick? Are they magically going to disappear? Like, no, logically, you put them in there once, you close it, you zip it, you're good. But I guess it, it's a thing. It, it gives me peace of mind. And, and I can't even say it necessarily makes me feel better, but it's part of my travel process. So, um, anywho had all the travel documents. So that was pretty cool. And, um, it's never happened once that I've actually forgotten the travel docs, but apparently, uh, it's a subconscious concern for sure. Um, but overall, I have to say the entire trip went without any major hitches, at least until the very end. But, you know, I'll tell y'all about that later. But we had about a seven hour drive from door to port. And uh, so we decided to go down, drive down to Tampa the night before, just so we didn't feel super rushed the day of. And I I did misjudge the cargo space a bit. Like I thought everything would fit in the trunk area. And I've got like one of those little SUV crossover things. And so I thought, okay, yeah, you know, it'll fit. And, and mostly I put groceries and stuff like that in the trunk and I shop, you know, a good bit. So I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this stuff can fit. I'm going to turn the suitcase on its side, then stack the other bags on top of it. It'll give me still a little bit of room at the top to see out the back while I'm driving. Like logistically in my head, this thing was like suitcase Tetris and I knew it was going to fit. But day of, I'm trying to put the bags in and and this is before I picked up my dad uh, for the for the ride. And I was like, "Mm -mm, this is not going to work. So instead of us being two by two by two, um, as I thought we would and have a little uh, arc situation going on. uh, We did not. Uh, The bags became their whole entire person. And um, Abe decided to rock the back with the bags. That meant Aaron, Joe and James had to hold down the middle. And um, and then surprisingly, I drove the entire trip and my dad was with us. So he definitely could have helped out and was more than willing. But, you know, I, I just had that feeling like I got this. This this one, this round is going to be on me. And 
I usually can handle about a five hour, four and a half, five hour drive in one setting before like my legs start to cramp up or my hands start to cramp up. But I pushed through like right probably at about hour six, I was starting to feel a little uh, crampy and everything. And I'm like, okay, we got to get there. We got to get there. But I, I, we, we made it safely, thankfully. And I know like so much went into getting ready for this trip. So much planning with school. You know, it was um, the kids we drove down there, actually official last day of school. So making sure all their tests and finals were in so they didn't have to come back and worry about that this next semester, um, actually getting the bags packed and everything um, and making sure, OK, do we have swimsuits? Does everybody have undergarments like, you know, packing for five people on a cruise where you've got multiple different types of outfits. We need something casual. We need swimwear. We need formal wear. We need warm things because we're going to be in a more um, in, in more humid climate, warmer climate. Um, but it's cold right now where we are. So gauging that, okay, on day one, okay, we'll have some jeans, uh, some kind of light jackets. And then on the day back, we need to make sure people have long sleeve stuff because it's going to be cold when we get back. So just all the planning that has to go into it on top of cleaning. So here's my thing with travel. When you come back from a vacation, even though the time was amazing, maybe relaxing, there's still a little bit of tiredness or weariness that comes from just the travel in general. Or if there's a jam-packed itinerary, you need to just kind of catch a beat when you come back. Um, And then there's tons and tons of laundry to do once you come back from vacation. So my thing is, I want to clean up the entire house like clean, clean, like walk through the door. It smells like fabuloso type of thing when I get back. So literally, I don't feel like there's anything I have to do other than unpack the suitcases, which I do the night of unless it's super late. Um, But unpack the suitcases, do the laundry, wash, fold, put away and boom, I'm good. I can take that day, the next day and just relax, recoup, get ready to get back into the normal ebb and flow thing. So Tons of planning went into uh, getting ready for this trip, but I definitely had an expectation that we were going to have so much fun, y'all. But one thing I didn't really think about were the feelings that I would have on the trip. I thought about all the fun, but not so much the feelings part. For one, I realized that my dad He's getting older. Now, this is the man who stays on the dance floor all night long. He is the life of any room and moves to the tune of his own drum. And don't get me wrong. He still does all of those things. But it's at a much, much slower pace now. And... um. I find myself looking for him in the same way I look for the other kids, like asking, are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, carrying his bag on the pier. And I guess as you get older, the roles switch a a little bit. 
And it's so amazing to see, you know, this man who raised me that's just so vibrant and and excited and full of life and moving and going and all of those things. And it's still a blessing now that that he's still that way. But um, also understanding and realizing like, hey, I have to help as a daughter in this process, like to make it easier because it, it does not come as easy as it did, you know, when he was in his 40s, or certainly when he was as much younger than he is now. The challenging part in all of this is navigating how to communicate. Like, you know, you're too old to get your butt whooped, but you still watch your tone. But definitely, you also have another level of assertiveness to you. Like parents in their 70s and 80s can wow out or do stuff that you have to strategically deal with. The cruise we went on went to Cozumel. And once we arrived, we went to resort for a day at the beach. Now, Dad had been talking about parasailing this entire time from the moment that we booked the cruise to, you know, the drive down to the cruise to the hotel stay the night before we got on the ship. And during those first two days before we arrived there, he was talking about and planning to parasail. So we were definitely hyping him up and just excited, like, hey, dad's going to parasail. Hey, you know, this is going to be amazing. So we're ready. We get to the resort the day of and the gentleman comes around and is asking people, you know, if they, if they want to sign up. And, and then dad goes, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. And I'm like, yes, you are. Or at least that's the way I said it in my head. It came out more like, yeah, dad, I, I really think you should still do it. And he's like, you think I should? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Now, what I wanted to say was, what do you mean? Like, you've been talking about it, planning for it. You know, it's just time to execute a once in a lifetime moment only comes once in a lifetime. This trip, this year, grandkids, both your daughters won't happen again like this. So yes, parasailing Cozumel 2022 is a go. And I was so proud of him. He went up there and he did it. And I imagine throughout my life, there were many, many moments that I was hesitant, like the desire and intent were there. I just needed that little parental push to help me follow through. And so many times he showed up, both my parents, but, you know, he showed up in that way. And now I get to do that. And um, that's a really good feeling. I even let the kids explore um, and do their own thing on the cruise. You know, I released the reins. I was not the helicopter mom um, on the cruise at all. But we first had to go over some ground rules and I laid those down. Always go in pairs. Don't let me see y'all running around this ship like you don't have any home training. And you know, go to the little teen activities, the parties, you know, 
whatever they have planned you go go do all of that you got the app it shows you the itinerary go do it check yourself in and out have fun but if the plans change let me know and if all else fails meet me at the cabin so you know they had the ground rules and honestly I wasn't as concerned about the girls as I was the boys because they're just so silly and goofy um, and, and I needed to make it crystal clear to them that the ocean is not like a pool that has an immediate bottom. So don't play around the, the railings, you know, don't joke, don't, you know, like that's that's not something we're playing with. We're not out here playing with the ocean. OK, not like that. We'll play at the beach, you know, on the shore. You go out several feet, but we're not playing around uh, on the cruise ship um, as it pertains to the ocean. So. Once that they had an understanding and I understood that they understood our understanding, we were good to go. I let those kids spread their wings and just enjoy and have a good time. And then we definitely had lots of good collective moments together having a good time. So, I mean, overall, it was just amazing. And what I enjoyed most was getting to live in the moment and cherish the moment you know the little idiosyncrasies were irrelevant like the few extra steps that had to be taken you know along the way misplaced earbuds deciding who's sitting in the back seat where are all the kids for the formal night photo like I need for us to be here everybody looks good we smell good you know I want us to take this professional photo so it could go in the living room like where's everybody for the photo we are clearly missing some children um trying to nap in the cabin where others are not those things you know little idiosyncrasies are just part of what make up the travel story but what matters most is our time together And that part is certainly unforgettable and definitely irreplaceable. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Please continue sharing love, even when it gets tough. Make sure to come visit me next week for another great message. Remember, don't let anyone bring that crown down. That is Tiffany Lynn signing off.